Welcome to Bible Stories for Blasphemers. This is not a theology, history, or morality podcast. It is simply a podcast where stories from a very popular book are told by a moderately adequate storyteller. And if you were expecting family-friendly language, I'm afraid you won't find that here either. Enjoy. stories for blasphemers i wanted to i gestured at mariah to do the welcome this time and i looked over and she was vaping so (laughs) i wanted i want my goal was to have the vape be like the first thing they heard oh okay you want to do it's too late i don't don't think they can hear it i don't think they can hear it because i don't i have to turn the gain way up on this mic I don't turn, I don't vape, um, the thing that makes, like, a lot of yeah. cotton, you know? Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. There's zero cotton in There's this room. There's no, this is cottonless. Cottonless <laughs> room. Toothless. <laughs> We're back, everybody. Welcome back. It's, it's your favorite podcast. I'm Mariah. This is my co-host, Dan. This is the podcast where Dan reads to me the Bible. <laughs> that was, that got intense for a second there. <laughs> You suddenly had a script that I wasn't a part of. I don't know what happened to me. I I just woke up. Where am I? Woo! That vape juice is apparently doing great stuff. Doing good stuff. So, um, last time, I'm pretty sure we talked about Moses. We did talk about... Mr. Moses. Mr. Moses. Baby in some reeds. Yeah. We talked about how... He got the married. king of Egypt had a yeah. problem with um, being outnumbered by Hebrews. Yeah. And tried to kill all the boys. He was but he missed Moses. Semite. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Isn't and, that what it's called when you don't like Jewish people? Yeah, I don't know if yeah. he disliked them because they were Jewish or just because oh. they happened to be non-Egyptians living right. in Egypt. He's Israel-phobic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He did get married to Zipporah. Mm-hmm. He killed a dude, an Egyptian and dude, and then he ran to away Midian and met a priest of Midian whose name was like Frank or something. Definitely not Frank. <laughs> what was it again? You don't really think it was Frank? It do was you? like a one syllable name. No. What was it? It was uh, Ru- no. It was Ruella. Ruel. Ruel. Yeah, it's how I've been saying it. <laughs> it's Ruel, not Ruel. That's just what I said so I'd remember it. <laughs> Good. That was my Michael Scott, like, cool. word association. Good. <laughs> Fucking stupid bullshit. It's <laughs> 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 ah, my brain unfolding for you guys. That's good. Yeah, look well, at I'll all give the... everybody a peek inside. Look at my smooth brain. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a thing. I don't know why it's so funny. 
Okay. Anyway, um, how are you doing today? I'm kind of feeling giggly and good. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you? It's that good vape juice. It's that good vape juice, yeah. <laughs> how are you? I'm okay. I need to shower. You don't um, smell bad. That's good. But your hair looks good. Yeah, Mariah did tell me before we started recording that my hair looks like a sort of like effortlessly styled when in yeah. fact it it's just that I haven't showered, but apparently yeah. it looks good. It's, I said it looks like Robert Pattinson's hair in Twilight. And that's what I want to look yeah. like is a 2004-ish vampire. When did God, that movie what come year out? was that? I feel like it was 2009 or something, but I don't know. 2008? I feel like you think 2004 was as long ago as 2008 is. Does that make Honestly, sense? Honestly, <laughs> I'm 30. I do kind of feel that way. When I like had the realization that the 90s is like when I was a kid when people would say the 70s and it would just mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Now I realize that the 90s just mean nothing to people. I'm like... Oh, that's what it means to be old. That's yeah. what these people were talking about this so whole time. The 90s are back in a weird way. Yeah, and in the 90s, the fucking 60s were back, and it's like, yeah. it's gonna be like this forever. I'm now <laughs> the old person, like, like back in the, like, early 2000s when I was doing stuff, and people would look at me and be like, oh, that's like, the, that's 80s. kind of a 70s yeah. or like an 80s thing that's coming back. And I'd be like, no, it's not, Grandma. Yeah, people would uh, say that shit to me, too. Yeah. Although, I think But now it's now... like, kids are wearing Crocs. Yeah. Those are from when I was a kid. Yeah. Crocs are not 90s, but no. they did have a resurgence but from my early days. 90s style, at least I think people are recognizing it for what it is. Yeah. Like... Olivia Rodrigo is, like, right now the queen of the 90s and never even fucking existed in the 90s. is a whole thing. Yeah. She's, like, 90s pop grunge (laughs) girl band energy. And she's, like, oh, I'm so inspired by the 90s. So when she said that, I was, like, oh, thank God she doesn't just think this is, like... Yeah. Like, just from nowhere. Disco. (laughs) Yeah. As the kids call it. I was like, oh no. Does she think that this didn't happen before and she's, like, making this up? Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's self-aware. That's good. Yeah. We love that. that was, um, a preview for the Pop Corner in which I'll be complaining that I didn't get tickets to the Olivia Rodrigo concert. Oh. And that when I think about buying them for $200 and I'm like... I guess I could do it, but then I'm like, I'm just going to be surrounded by, like, 15-year-olds. Like, I don't think I want to. You know, (laughs) that could be true. It could not be true. You could be surrounded by a bunch of early 30s gays. You don't know. What is that noise? It sounds like a vacuum. Someone vacuuming in my hallway. Is it Henry? No, it's probably the hallway... That way. Oh. The hallway that's haunted. Dan is a haunted hallway. Breaking news. There's a haunted hallway where yeah. the light has it's been flickering, flickering like a fucking dramatically. Like haunted Like a strobe ass. light yeah. for the last day and It a literally half. has a strobe-like effect when you're walking down the hallway. Yeah. Like you're, you look like you're walking slower. It's flickering so quickly that it is basically a strobe light. Yeah. It's, um, 
epilepsy warning, don't come in my building. I literally thought that. I was don't like... Don't come in my building. I literally, as I was walking down, I was like, thank God I don't have epilepsy. I know, for real. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. So, I don't know when they're gonna fix that. Wow. But, do you want to talk about Moses? Yeah, I hear there's a bush that burns. Yeah. What kind of bush is it? Does it say? We'll find out. Okay. I don't know if it says... Just, uh, you can tell sometimes that I didn't read this right before we started. I'm just relying on my memory of it from (laughs) growing up. Yeah. Are we ready to go? That's the special flavor we bring. Yeah, that's the flavor we bring is unpreparedness. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready. All right. Burning Bush. Listen up, everybody. Is that the name of the chapter? I mean, the chapters don't have names, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Well, it says it up there. Yeah. No, that's that's not a chapter name. That's just, like, letting you know what's going on in this part of the Bible. So if you're, like, flipping through yeah. real fast, you can find it. Well, that was nice of them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this particular Bible publisher, uh, Nelson. Shout out. Not a sponsor. Good job, Nelson. <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. We would never let a Bible sponsor us. Absolutely yeah. not. That would be the absolute opposite of what we are trying to do here. I don't think a Bible would sponsor us. Hey, anyone. this was printed in Belgium. Oh, that's cool. So Moses. Yeah. He was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. I thought that fucking Ruel was the priest of Midian. Yeah. That's about... That was what I was also about to point out. Yeah. And the only explanation I can come up with is that Zipporah was Ruel's granddaughter, who they called his daughter that's in the probably colloquial right. sense. Yeah, that's probably... Because they say father when they mean grandfather. Yeah. So, I'm gonna say Ruel, probably an old man, Jethro, normal-aged yeah. man, and Moses is a young man. Okay. Um normal aged yeah like there's a normal age for people to be (laughs) it's like 40 (laughs) that's like the normal age uh so he was tending the flock of jethro his father-in-law the priest of midian and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to horeb the mountain of god wow why is it the mountain of god i don't know i don't know doesn't say why it just, it is that. Maybe that's what Horeb translates to? Could be. Doesn't say in this pocket Bible. Okay. But that could be the fault of Nelson, the publisher. God damn it, me. Nelson. Every time the Bible doesn't make sense, I'm going to say it's Nelson. <laughs> it's Nelson's fault. Nelson! They printed it this way. <laughs> um, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of a bush. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I do love how they say this mystical shit so fucking matter of fact. Because mm-hmm. if it was like a story you were passing down, you'd be like, and then he looked and saw a light in the distance. Yeah. What is that? He thought. And he walked toward it. You know, like that. No, they had shit. to They had to be much more um, concise, concise with <laughs> yeah. their words. There's a lot of Bible to get through. Yeah, that's true. They were just like, well, they they get it down but on they paper. they didn't know that it was all going to be... No, they didn't. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I just like how, like, 
matter, matter of fact. fact. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The angel of the Lord was very common. You see him all over the yeah. place. He was there. He's a fire. He's a naked man. He's yeah. a light following Abraham around. He's yeah. anything. He's anything and everything. You are him. You're the angel of the Lord. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Go tell Mary she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, that was a New Testament. Trip. Find someone you don't need Mary. <laughs> Tell her she's pregnant. Tell her she's pregnant. Um, so the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Okay, so ever burning. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, that would be fucking wild. Yeah. Could it be self-ignition from the heat of the desert? Sure. Could it be not literally fire, but fire was the closest thing they could compare to mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. Could be like a bunch of fireflies. There's probably not fireflies there. Um, who knows what it could be? Mystical fire from God. Yeah, or maybe it was like a fungus that glows in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there are any funguses that glow orange like fire. Yeah. Um, so Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush does not burn. So why did he climb this mountain again? Uh, he was just taking his flock out there to graze. Okay. Just for fun. He's a shepherd. Okay. That's just what shepherds do. We walk around. I mean, they gotta find places with grass that their sheep can eat. That makes sense. So I guess there was grass there. Yeah. Um, so... He announces to himself that he's going to turn aside and see why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am, which is how you respond when God calls your name. Yeah. This has been established. Yeah. Uh, Then God said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. So, sandals not allowed. Holy ground is uh, thrown around a lot these days. Yeah. And it's, um, I think, the first time that it's thrown out in the Bible. Yeah. It's also a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. I will point out that um, to date, so far in the Bible, no temples have been established for God. I remember him saying, no, because... At, um, uh, the place Bethel, mm-hmm. where Jacob slept. Oh, that was holy he ground. He was like, right. this holy ground, and I put a temple on it, and it's this rock. It, <laughs> it yeah, there's great. no actual temple. It, <laughs> yeah. They've built some He was cairns. just saying, but I remember him saying, like, this rock will be a temple, and it's like, yeah. it's not. That's just a stack of rocks. That's just a rock, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's like one of those like balanced rock things you see at parks every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like this bit is foreshadowing what will be coming later in Exodus and in the following few books okay. in which there's a lot to do about building the temple and maintaining it. No, it makes sense because every um, time someone in this family has had contact with God and this, I suppose, is the first time it's happened since Joseph... That we know of. Yeah, Joseph only ever saw God in dreams. Yeah. Because it's like their power, like, wanes. Yeah. Like, that's what it seems like. The blessing, like, kind of wanes and distributes. Yeah. Um, But then God was like, okay, Moses, you're the one. You're the one, man. You're the one. 
I picked you because man now, you dog. are not in Egypt right now. Well, also probably because he's a great symbol of the hypocrisy in that. Wow, so you let this one live because you yeah. got her left? You know, like... <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it was a political statement yeah. to choose Moses. It makes... Honestly, like, imagine how fucking angry every Jew must have been. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he said, take your sandals off. The place where you stand is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. As he should be. Yeah. Uh, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites. The Perizzites? Perizzites. <laughs> And the Hivites and the Jebusites. Just all those ites. So are these just like various siblings of descendants of Abraham? These are probably various descendants of Esau. Okay. But uh, we haven't kept track of that genealogy, so I'm not entirely sure. I really wish we had. Um, You know, somebody probably did, and you could look it up. Really? In a history book, probably. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I am only using one source book and it's not entirely accurate. (laughs) You Uh, can't say that. They will get mad at you if you say that. Who's they? The God. The God? Yeah. Oh. The church and the God. It's good that God uses they, them pronouns. I like that. Well, they do at the beginning of the Bible, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking true. So I'm saying God is not Take that, transphobes. (laughs) God is trans. Oh my god, that would be a great shirt. God is trans? Yeah. I'll put that on a shirt. That would be a great shirt. Um, so, I'm gonna take all the people that are enslaved in Egypt and bring them to the Canaanite land, which is the land that I promised to Abraham, and also it's land that is currently being occupied by other people who I guess you're gonna have to kick out, so oops. Um... Now, therefore, behold... Wait, the... but what does it actually say? Does, it, says, it doesn't say before. there's people there. It says it's the place of the Canaanites and the okay. Hittites and the Amorites. So yeah. there are people there. All of those I are I mean, it doesn't people. say you need to kick them out. No, but they're gonna. Oh. Why couldn't <laughs> they just live with them? Because that's not how Old Testament God works. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He's like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just a shepherd. I don't know. Anything? Yeah. And God said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Which is the first time in the Bible that anyone has been like, What's your name? 
Yeah, and God's like, who, me? (laughs) Which is wild. So inconsiderate back then. And God said to Moses, and this is in all caps, I am who I am. Oh. Yeah, I remember that in Prince of Egypt. Yes. He's like, yells at him. (laughs) Um, Which I believe in the Hebrew language is, um, what is the word? Yahweh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because didn't they make a joke about that? <laughs> In a oh, deep cut. I said, like, boo Yahweh or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's great. So, and, so that just means I am. Okay. Um, so God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. Because he said, like, who should I say sent me? It's like, what? Why don't you just say God? I mean, there were lots of gods in Egypt. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how diluted the, like, religious sort of yeah of the Hebrews is at this point. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them... Wait, I just have to say, this is my memorial to all generations is so badass sounding. It sounds like you're saying, you're all gonna die. Here lies you. (laughs) Here lies you. I'm God. (laughs) Doesn't it sound like he's saying that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and that's God telling Moses what to say about himself. Oh, so, okay. like, yeah. this is my name, yeah. God, and this is my God's yeah. memorial. Okay. Um, then he says, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and have seen what is done to you in Egypt, and I have said I will bring you up out of the land of affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and Hittites, etc., etc., um, then they will heed your voice. See, he's saying yeah. like, if you tell them this, they'll listen to you. Um, and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord, our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even with a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty handed. But every woman shall ask her neighbor, namely of of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egyptians. Wow. So God lays it all out. He's like, listen, you're going to go meet with <laughs> the elders. Just you're Ocean's gonna... Eleven's this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go meet with the elders. You're going to tell them this. They're going to believe you. They're going to go with you to, to yeah. ask this thing. He's going to say no. <laughs> like... He's literally like, look, I know you think you have free will, but in this moment, you don't. No, This you is don't. just what's going to happen. All of this <laughs> is preordained. Yeah. Like, I decided this, and now I'm making it happen. Yeah. Okay. 
So um, Moses is probably like WTF. Yes. Also, do you think that Moses knows who Abraham, Israel, and Jacob are? Uh, probably that's a story that has been passed yeah. down enough okay. that he has heard it. Sure. Um, he did not as... So Prince of Egypt shows him growing up completely believing he is an Egyptian. Yeah. Um, that's not the reality of what it says in here. He very much knew that he was a Hebrew. Yeah. Um, even though he grew up with Pharaoh. So he probably did hear some of the Hebrew stories. Yeah. Because they were clearly being preserved because we have them. Yeah, someone was preserving them. Yeah. Or someone made them up at some point. But. Yeah. I mean, could be yeah. that too. Um, but also, like, I wonder if there's more stories that are that detailed of more generations between Joseph and Moses. Could be. You know, but, like, they've just been lost. Or just cut out of the Christian Bible. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Because there's a lot of books. Yeah, that you said that stuff is Bible. different in the Catholic Bible. Um, yeah. Yeah, and could be in the Torah as well. I'm not sure about the Torah. Wow. Okay. It's in there. Um, but yeah. So, God lays out this whole Ocean's Eleven plan. Yeah. Of everything that's yeah. going to happen. And Moses says, Suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. And the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A rod. Uh, like a like a shepherd's crook sort mm-hmm. of situation. And uh, God said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Whoa. Why did he do that? Just like proof. Yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses. Because the fucking flaming bush talking to you wasn't proof enough. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. God said that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. So that's his, like, listen, if they don't believe you, here's a party trick. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. He's practicing for Jesus. Jesus is like water to wine, fucking trick, uh, walking on water. Yeah. (laughs) Here's some party tricks. Yeah. I give all my favorites party tricks. Yeah. (laughs) Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. I think like under his shirt, like in his shirt pocket. Moses was trans. Could be. Yeah. Moses stuck his hand between his boobs. Yeah. Um, and he put his hand in his bosom and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. What? God? Yep. And God Wait, said... leprous, does that turn your hand into snow? Or makes your hand look white? Uh, leprosy can look white. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and uh, God said, put your hand in your bosom again. He put it in again. And when he pulled it out again, it was restored like his other flesh. Whoa. Um, Another party trick. Uh, God said, then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor he- heed the message of the first sign that they may believe the message of the latter signs. Yeah. So he's like, listen, if they don't even believe that party trick, I've got other ones for you. And it shall be, if they do not believe you, even those two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from 
from the river and pour it on dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Whoa. So he's like, and here's a third one you can do if you need to. You know, that's probably just mud and they think it looks like blood, but... Okay. Yeah, but... For the story. Yeah, or it's like there's clay in the ground. And... For the myth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's blood. It's blood. It's blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so God's like, listen, I have all these things you can do to make them believe you. And Moses is still like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So is that like a stutter, maybe? A lot of people interpret this to mean that he has some kind of speech impediment, yeah. Poor baby. Um... Whether that is true or an excuse me, he was coming up with for God. It makes me like him more, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're just a cute little boy who just just tried to run away so that he didn't have to be killed for being Jewish. Yeah. Sad. He's, I mean, yeah. He probably had a rough life, probably got made fun of because of his speech impediment. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Pharaoh probably hated that about him. We're making a, our own film over <laughs> here. I don't know. Just the idea of him having a speech impediment fills me with all this like empathy for him. Yeah, like, yeah poor guy. Yeah, it, yeah, every time there's like a little like human flaw yeah. like that, you're like, oh, this is like a person. Yeah, um, who had to live through a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So uh, the Lord said to him, "Who has made man's mouth, or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind?" <laughs> I Have not this. I the Lord? He's never talked like this before. God. God? Yeah, he's never been this, like, like, just shut the fuck up and do what I say. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been like, oh, I'm gonna kill 100 people. Oh, okay, I'm gonna kill 90 people. Oh, okay, I'm gonna kill 80 people. <laughs> you know, like, he's just been different lately. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Aw. Um, okay, never mind. Go on. <laughs> Moses is still like, no. but God. <laughs> he says, oh my Lord, please send by my hand of whomever else you may send. So basically he's like, God, I don't want to do this. Please mm-hmm. send me as a messenger to deliver this to someone yeah. else. Yeah. Give somebody else these tricks and yeah. this job. Please I will me. go... Bring this wherever you want, but please don't. Yeah. Uh, don't make me do it. He's got Harry Potter syndrome. Yeah, he's got yeah. main character syndrome. Yeah. Um, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses <laughs> because he keeps fucking arguing with God. And uh, God said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, when he is also coming out to meet you. So he's like, Your brother is a good speaker. Yeah. Yeah. You can do also, this. Also, it's, like, funny because he's like, you know him? Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He says, and look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put your words in his mouth. So and- this is his biological brother that somehow also avoided getting killed? Uh, it's his older brother. Oh, okay. So he's so, too old to be killed at that point. Yeah, so yeah. It, we don't know how much older, but possibly yeah. um, older than when this uh, Kill the Babies okay. edict went out. Um, 
So, but yeah, it's his older biological brother. Um, God says, now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people and he himself shall be as a mouth for you and you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. So God's like, okay, listen, uh, fine. <laughs> if you need someone else to help you, Ask I'll brother. send your brother. <laughs> but you're still going to be involved in this, okay? Yeah. Your brother can talk for you and you can but be... you're the chosen one. You can be the conduit mm -hmm. to say what I say to your brother and yeah. have him be the public speaker. But you're still the chosen one, and you're going to do the miracles, and you're going to be involved. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're the main character. You have to be a reluctant hero. Those are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Resisting yeah. the call is not an option. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Basically so, saying, you have my permission to take my daughter. Yeah, you have yeah. my permission to go off and take my daughter. And, and some camels and some sheep. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, so before he left, um, God said, uh, Go, return to Egypt, for all the men who mm -hmm. sought your life are dead. So he can tell that Moses is worried because Pharaoh wanted to kill him when he left. Yeah. And he's oh, everyone like, who wanted to kill him He's like, gone. that pharaoh it has died and been replaced. Yeah. All of his dudes have died and been replaced. You're fine. Um, then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hands. The rod of God's God. rod. God's rod. <laughs> the special rod. God's hot rod. <laughs> Um, you know then, those, like, books when you're a kid that, like, every single word is three letters? Oh, yeah? Yeah. C-spot run? Yeah. Or yeah. there was one about a hot rod that I had. Good? Yeah. It, it's, like, shit like that. <laughs> Fast hot rod. <laughs> I'm glad Hot hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> the hot hot rod <laughs> goes fast. <laughs> it's like that shit. <laughs> it's uh, a great book. I can read. I can, too. I can't believe I remember those books. Like, that, I must have been, like, age three or four reading that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Moses is heading out for Egypt mm -hmm. with his wife and his son. He is ready to finally do what God tells him to do. Mm -hmm. And now we are going to get to a part that is absolutely not in most retellings of this story. Oh, shit. Too wild, too weird to be in most oh, retellings no. of this story. I don't think I know this part. What happens? Um, so, the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. Mm -hmm. um, this is not the wild part yet, but it, we're leading up to it. Uh, God says, But I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will not let the people go. Then what? you shall say to Pharaoh... Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I may say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed I will kill your son, your firstborn. So he's letting Moses know now, by the way, I'm 
gonna make it so that Pharaoh does not say yes to you until I have killed his son. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's um, like, God definitely believes an eye for an eye, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, but then comes the wild part. Um, Dude, that wasn't it. And it came to pass. Oh, no. On the way at the encampment, so on the way to Egypt, they haven't made it all the way there yet, that the Lord uh, met him, okay. Moses, yeah. and sought to kill him. What? Yep. Okay. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son. Okay. And cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. Okay. So God let him go. What? Then she said, You are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. That is a paragraph uh, left out of most retellings of Moses. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because it's fucking wild. So here's, let me just, you know, here's what, okay, you go. Here, <laughs> here's how this is generally told, if it's told at all. Okay. Moses didn't circumcise right. his son. Yeah. And, and, and God he, was pretty mad about yeah, that they were when Moses to. decided hey, I'm going to go back and do my duty and be mm-hmm. an Israelite and be a he- Hebrew and I'm mm-hmm. going to bring my son with me. And he's, like, saying yes to claiming his, like, spiritual inheritance mm-hmm. as an Israelite. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, well, you've broken, like, the first commandment that I asked all the Israelites to mm-hmm. do, which was circumcise all the men in your family. Yeah. So God's like... I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Zipporah, who is not Jewish. Jewish. Well, I'm guessing that is the, what was the holdout was she didn't want to. I mean, maybe. That's my guess. But she's the one who realizes that this is the reason why God's trying to kill her husband. And she just real quick goes in, takes a sharp rock Cuts off the foreskin of her son, who is definitely not a baby. He's, like, fully, like, 12? What? 15? Seriously? Probably, yeah. I didn't realize it had been that long. Most of the times that I have heard this story told in terms of, like, how long it took that pharaoh to die and stuff, this kid is, like, a teenager. Oh, no. So she grabs her son's dick... Cuts part of it off with a sharp rock and throws it on her husband's feet. And that keeps God from killing him. You know what I think this might... I've, I'm of two minds about this. Mm-hmm. About what might have happened here. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the one mind... As how it's, it's how I view a lot of the Bible where... There's the part of me that goes, fucking none of this happened. What actually happened was probably some dude attacked him and then for whatever reason they had had a conversation the night before about how Moses was like, I'm supposed to circumcise my kids, but he's already too old. 
So I think when God finds that out, he's going to be pissed at me. And then the next day, some random dude starts attacking them because he's fucking insane or something. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking the Zipporah is like, okay, I know does what I have to do. Thing. She does a crazy thing. And he's like, what the fuck? And she just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one explanation. The mm-hmm. other one is... What if it was, like, literally just he dreamt about it and they just Could said be. it was, you know? Could be. Because they do this Could whole... also be entirely yeah. fictional made up. Or also completely 100% nonfiction truth. Completely 100% <laughs> this god could be real. If that's the case, everybody watch out because mm-hmm. he's vindictive. <laughs> and but it also makes me wonder like maybe it was like a metaphor like maybe there was a storm or maybe there was like you know like something that made them think God had some wrath but it just doesn't say what it is yeah because it doesn't say a person walked up right it says the Lord met him and sought to kill him yeah it's hard to say was the Lord in the form of a person was yeah. the Lord in the form of a burning bush was, he in was the, the Lord in the form of an angel yeah we simply don't know I see no why people leave given. this part out. Yeah. Because it's just like one of those things where it's like a detail they add that doesn't add anything to the story. And it's like, yes, it technically happened, but did you have to put it in there? You know? I mean, it's important for you to know that he did the circumcision yeah. thing. And I... I would have assumed he had is the thing. I think there yeah. is a, a particular reading of this from a, like cultural lens Mm -hmm. in which when you view it as like this is the moment in which he decides I am not Egyptian I'm a Hebrew Uh, then it is culturally relevant like being baptized or something yeah but it is also just fucking weird how it is written here it's wild and if you just imagining it is like that's like a Quentin Tarantino movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) like I can see it (laughs) and that poor son Oh, that poor son. No anesthesia. Poor son. No anesthesia. Not even a knife. A sharp rock. I know. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um. So then the camera cuts away. Okay. Uh, and at the end of this chapter, um, the Lord said to Aaron, who is back in Egypt, building pyramids or something. Uh huh. Um, he says to Aaron, "Go into the wilderness to meet Moses." So he went and met him on the mountain of God and kissed him. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Again, not a thing that's usually presented in retellings of this mm-hmm. because people like to think of Moses as a like individualism hero. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's with his brother, who is kind of an equal partner in this, and also with, like, gathering all the elders of Israel to back him up on this. Yeah, what I heard was it was like a, Moses wasn't really favored upon because he had a, such a better life than the rest of them. Yeah, Aaron probably so definitely Aaron probably helped. had more sway yeah. with the uh, Hebrews. But that was just something that my friend's mom said. <laughs> so I think that's that's got to be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no reason logically, like, yeah. why that would not be the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. 
then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So all those little miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he looked on their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. Wow. So that's the end of that chapter. They're finding religion again. Yeah. They return to the their ancestral religion yeah. which maybe they weren't doing so much while they were of course constantly not. oppressed yeah. yeah of course yeah. not you start to focus on things like surviving each day yeah, yeah probably <laughs> that yeah it's like asking someone who has kids they can't afford to feed to worry about climate change it's like I no. have other things to yeah think about this, right now. they don't have the mental concerns. space for that <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't give a fuck that the world is going to be three degrees hotter in ten years. I, I have mean, a kid probably, that's crying now. They probably do give a fuck, but yeah. they just don't have enough fucks. Yeah, it's like, I have to make sure I live the next ten yeah. years. Fuck. I love this world. It's so great and awesome, and it's the best. Okay. Well, I'm good. manifesting a better world. Good. <laughs> Let's take a break. Okay. Bye. Break time. I'm getting tired. <laughs> What's up? I'm in the pop corner. Pop, pop. I'm in the pop corner and I'm getting tired. Pop, pop, pop. Here we are. It's is a that, new song every time. Is that to help me wake up? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have to identify the note that I just hit. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> I can't do that. It's but stupid. it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I read an article... Well, let's be real. I skimmed an article okay. that made me think of you because in the pop corner because okay. I think I think that um, you might have some opinions about this. So, in this article, it's like sociologists writing for the New York Times is talking about how they study education and religion, and they looked at this large uh, sample set of. Um, they, it seems like just boys, but like several thousand like teenage. college age boys? No, like high school age boys. Okay. So like several thousand, um, high school age boys who go to, who are Christian and non-Christian alike. Uh-huh. Um, just go to, it doesn't say like what school, so I'm guessing it's just like, like it doesn't, that's the thing when you read like sociology stuff, you have to know what they're, how are they getting their sample size, you know? Yeah. So doesn't go into that but i assume just like however you get high school students to sign up for shit the internet probably yeah <laughs> so they found that like lately the college graduation and attendance rates for boys is like dropping a lot in the last few years okay um i mean that was like known going into it i guess sure and then in the study that was you know observed but then they saw that among middle class religious Christians, um, those boys were twice as likely to get an education after high school and graduate despite not having any better grades than the non Christian oh, boys. Interesting. Yeah. And 
I thought that was like fascinating because uh, you grew up basically middle class, very religious, right? Yeah, and yeah. I went to only religious schools. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you ended up going to a Christian college. Yeah, that's what I mean. I went to a, yeah. a Christian K-12 through and then I went yeah. to a Christian college. I almost wonder if like that doubled rate of um, success is attributed specifically because they have these Christian colleges to go to where they feel more welcomed probably or safer. Or just like more um, coddled. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think like I can totally see like as fucked up as it sounds I can totally see why a teenager like who has religion would stay out of trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't like that it's that way but I can see it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. That's just like interesting to me. But then it talks about like Christian universities and shit. And what's interesting is I went to technically a Catholic college, uh-huh. but no one there. It was one of those, it was Jesuit, which means that no one actually cares about Catholicism, basically. I mean, I'm sure there are some Jesuits yeah. who do, but that particular Jesuit college was not. Yeah, no. or, like, there's people there who were Catholic, I'm sure, but it was just, like, a... almost, like, a formality. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was... That was not my experience. So then when I met our mutual friend who went to college with you, Kelsey, uh-huh. and she grew up going to a normal school... And then went to a Christian college, but she grew up Christian. Yeah. So, I didn't realize that that colleges up here that were Christian were, like, actually, like, genuinely Christian. <laughs> I think it <laughs> really that. depends on the college, because I I think that... You're probably um, right. That's probably the case. SPU, the one that, yeah. that Kelsey and I went to is um a christian college Mm -hmm. and it is more like actively christian than a lot of like maybe catholic colleges or or that kind of thing but it's also a lot less christian than some other really conservative colleges like pensacola in florida you know oh Um, i don't know what that is Pensacola. Pensacola Christian College is like the most conservative uh, Christian college, like fundamentalist Christian college in the U.S. Wow. And And I know there's Notre Dame is like a lot of um, like middle school and high school and maybe college level uh, curriculum that is like Christian based. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's fucked up. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that that would be fucked up. The school you went to growing up seems a bit more like that than Yeah, um, the school the I went to went growing to. up, I actually one year had an English teacher at that school who was a graduate of Pensacola oh. and would talk to us like about like how she was a rebel there because oh she didn't wear stockings or something which is like a requirement that's She's such like, fucking you pastor energy i didn't wear pantyhose i was oh a God. rebel and it's like no you weren't that's a, that's youth pastor energy. no you weren't i'm trying to connect with the kids yeah, yeah. she had a very like like trying to be cool and connect with the yeah. teens but definitely not yeah. <laughs> that's so funny um 
So you also had a teacher there that like got, is famous for still believing in dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Like well, literally not... famous, like was on TV for it. He's not <laughs> famous. Nobody knows his name, but he was on like an episode of like um some, some paranormal show, some monster hunting <laughs> yeah. show on the on the History Channel or sci-fi um, or like cryptozoology <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, but yeah, he was a, um, he was a big believer in modern day dinosaurs that the evolutionists want to hide from you. Wow. So this is why I thought you might have opinions about it because you kind of have had this wide range of what Christian school might be like. Yeah. And you did graduate. You are a college graduate. I am. However, what's funny is you did not retain religion in that process. No, <laughs> your religion did not. did not survive. And I'll tell you what, most of the people I graduated with didn't either. Didn't e- yeah. I can think of one person I I knew in college who like I'm still friends with. Yeah. Um who is still a Christian. Yeah. And probably is not what that college would consider an acceptable Christian. Wow. <laughs> but it like is much more of a yeah. like progressive, like chill person. Um, yeah, than... no, I have Christian friends and it's so sad because like my friend literally has this tattoo of a cross on his arm and it's a very cool looking tattoo. Uh-huh. It's literally a cross. And I was like, oh my god, that's an awesome tattoo. Like, what is it? And he was like, oh, it's like a Christian cross. I'm Christian. <laughs> and I was like... You were like, it can't it be can't just be what that. it looks Yeah, like, exactly, right? yeah. I was like, it can't be that. And he's like, no. I was like, wait, you're Christian? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I don't have Christian friends. This is shocking. Um, but, like... As as much as it sounds like we shit on Christians, we love Christians in some ways. We love we love the good ones. Some Christians, yeah, but we don't love them because they're, they're Christians. Christians. Yeah. We love them as individuals who yeah. happen to be. Um, yeah. yeah, I think there's some people who are good people because of their faith, and I'm okay with that. I guess. Yeah. 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 It's. Um, I don't know. Did you have specific questions about Christian education or? So I'm fascinated by like the difference between what you learned in high school versus like what your college taught you like what is a standard christian college teach you what makes it christian because your high school was just like a weird one-off thing not most most christians don't experience that right yeah my k through 12 was like extremely fundamentalist education that most christians do not experience or have um which was like that's what makes it so extra fucked up honestly yeah isolating yeah it it was there very much like a we are learning 7 day literal creationism mm. in science classes ah, kind of thing that breaks or in the um, fucking that dinosaurs still exist in yeah. your science class uh, that that's usually the one that is like most shocking to people. There yeah. were much more things than that. Like we had Bible class yeah. every day as part of our regular class yeah. schedule. We had um, like a full on like church service chapel every Wednesday that the whole school would go to. Wow. Um, students played in the worship band for chapel. I was on the chapel worship band. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Yeah, so... So it, it was, like, just, this is a church, and we teach you some things here. And, it, yeah, <laughs> and, and even, like, even, like, our, you know, math or spelling mm-hmm. curriculums would try to, like, like incorporate some Bible verses <laughs> on your, Yahweh. like, workbook. Yeah. Definitely not that. <laughs> Um, That's funny. But, uh, like, our our math book had some, like, Bible verse on the front of it. Are you that was kidding me? Something about, like, God and numbers. <laughs> like, oh it, it didn't God. It didn't actually have to do with math oh at all. Oh, my God. Well, um, there is a book named Numbers, right? Yeah. It's just it about it was something about, like, God. Uh, like, mm-hmm. our geometry book probably yeah. had something about, like, God knows the shape of the world or something. And it's like, that doesn't have to do with geometry. <sighs> It just has the word shape okay. in it. So, but, um, so, but your college experience was a bit more mainstream. Yeah. For a Christian college experience. Yeah. Our, our college, compared to a college like um, Pensacola, uh, and, and there's other colleges yeah. that are much more, like, conservatively Christian yeah. and fundamentalist Christian than the one I went to, um, it was like, we learned evolution, we learned regular science so regular wait, was that stuff. where you learned evolution was that your first time learning it yeah and the expectation was that we would already know the basics of it so i actually had to ask our friend ellie to explain yeah. basics of evolution to me <laughs> that so that me. i could understand the rest of my science class oh baby <laughs> a similar thing happened to me um but it wasn't as fucked up as that um mm-hmm. I didn't know the Pythagorean theorem, and I, I had to start, because I didn't go to high school, so I had to start from Algebra 1 when I went to college, Yeah, because I got was getting a computer science degree, which involves a lot of math. Did you actually get a GED, or did you just, like, get signed off on, yeah, you can go to college? I lied and said I had one, and they never looked. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I don't have any. Yay, formal, I don't have any formal completion of high school. I mean, but you're also a college graduate. Yeah, who it has a better out. job than I have. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> but like, I remember not knowing Pythagorean theorem and feeling so dumb. Yeah, like, oh my god, all these people learn this in middle school or whatever. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like. Nothing will make you feel stupid than, yeah. than like being in college and be like, well, everyone knows this. So. And I was like, what yeah. is natural selection? Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, did you learn how to like argue against evolution? I did. Yeah. We had a lot of um, apologetics, which is basically like the study of arguing for Christian stuff. Oh, and they call it apologetics. That's it's fucking called hilarious. Apologetics. That's such a terrible name if you're trying to maintain that it's true is the best part. I believe that that <laughs> term can also be applied to non-Christian things, but sure. it's like the it's specifically like defending a yeah. spiritual like belief system um, yeah. is what we learned it as. Uh, but yeah, so the the way in which college was different, like I I learned real science there. I learned real like normal stuff. We also did have um like some uh Christian classes that you had to take. Uh like it was called um University Foundations and it was like the basics of Christian 
mm-hmm. history or mm-hmm. um, like Bible stuff. Yeah. Um, it would teach you that. You had to take a couple of those as part of your gen eds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had then, to take one world religions class and that was it. Yeah. And, and I remember some of those foundation classes were like, it, study what different types of denominations, yeah. uh, you know. They're friendly for, for the non-religious traditions. usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you did not have to be a Christian to attend the school. But the one thing that I hear a lot of people, um, like, gasp about uh, was you did have to sign a lifestyle expectations Oh, yeah. I thing. gasped about that the first yeah. time you told me. I was like, <laughs> so are was you like, kidding me? What? It was like, you don't have to be a Christian, <laughs> but you do have to promise you're not going to have sex before marriage. You're not going to be gay. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to, so you know. Yeah. My friend um, went to Notre Dame for his first degree and he is gay and like had no, he was like, had been out for a long time, had no issues within his mind of his gayness. He was fine with it. Right. Mm-hmm. But he goes to Notre Dame and like. It's just the best because you're not supposed to be gay there, but they do give everyone same-sex rooms. <laughs> so he ended up... I think he's now married to the person that he was his doormate in at Notre Dame. Oh my Dame. god, they were roommates. Yeah, isn't that so funny? <laughs> I find that amazing. Like, holy shit. That was an intentional quoting of the vine. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it was just so good. Um... But, yeah, the lifestyle expectancy thing. Like, I understand, like, if you're going to live in dorms, there's probably something you have to sign that says, like, you can't have alcohol in here. You can't have illegal substances in here. You can't have... That was on there for sure. Yeah, but, like, the you can't have sex before marriage thing is what blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's no... There's no uh, staying, like, in a dorm with someone of the opposite sex after certain hours. Like, there's a certain cutoff time where it's like, you have to go back to your same-sex dorm. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Which is ridiculous. Uh, That's so funny. But, whatever. But, yeah, I I do think lets If it lets these kids' parents feel safe enough to let them get a liberal education, like, fine. Yeah, it it definitely did not um, keep me from becoming... A non-Christian. A heathen. A heathen. Living uh, with blasphemer. someone outside of marriage. All that good I shit. I really didn't live with Henry outside of marriage for very long. Oh, okay. Honestly, by the time we lived together, we were engaged. But you were, like, practically living there, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I... You were a virgin until your wedding day. I had sex in college. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me about that. I find it fascinating. Every time I we talk about it, I feel like I learn something yeah. different. Um, what I do want to know before we end off, what was the like moment that made you believe for yourself that evolution was real? I don't think it was a single moment. I that's usually what I tell people when they ask me what was the moment that you realized you didn't believe in anything anymore. Yeah. It's never a single moment. It's definitely the same thing for like leaving Christianity as a whole. Um, I think I definitely gave up on the evolution thing much earlier than I gave up on Christianity as a whole. Yeah. Um, having to argue your faith is exhausting. Yeah. And it, for me anyway, caused so much anxiety. Like, cause apologetics is arguing your faith and it's exhausting. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think that like pretty early on when I started learning the theory of evolution, um, it became clear to me like, oh, okay. Apologetics was mm-hmm. lying to me about what evolution yeah. is about. Yeah. And if, if they were lying to me about that, then they're yeah. not very trustworthy. So I'm just going to discount yeah. that. <laughs> Plus you had an entire environment change. Yeah. And you're surrounded by people who all accept that this is true and that's very powerful. Yeah. There was one girl in my classes who didn't, who went yeah. through the There's entire, <laughs> uh, like all four years yeah. of college saying like I believe in creationism I don't believe this evolution stuff yeah. that we're being taught and well at like, least she was right. exposed to it for some amount of time yeah you know um yeah no like for me the the moment when I realized oh wait I don't have to argue this anymore it was like a relief yeah it's like oh I don't have to be the one fighting again I don't believe in this radical thing that is so different from the world and I'm not special I'm just like everyone else and it's so nice I think the loss (laughs) that's how I felt the loss of that I'm special feeling was difficult for me honestly because there was there was absolutely a relief of like okay I don't have to be like tense and feel like confrontational every time someone brings up evolution or this or yeah that's how i feel not about evolution but like but like in my version of that it'd be like oh god it's just so uncomfortable but i think i also felt like the loss of the idea of like you have a special purpose in the world and here is your purpose and here's how you do it and like here are the rules for how to make sure that you're doing a good job and you're helping yeah. people and Structure. you are, yeah. you know, making a difference. Like that was what was hard for me to lose. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is a very valuable thing to people and is why people are vulnerable to things like cults yeah, and absolutely. being taken advantage of is because they, something happens and they realize they're missing something and yeah, you want to feel purposeful. Yeah. And you want yeah. to feel accepted. You want community. So like, Folks, we talk about this shit all the time, but, like, if someone has a religious belief that makes no fucking sense, like, I have a tremendous amount of empathy for those people. Yeah. Even if they're harmful beliefs. Like... We've totally been there. Yeah. Like, I have done fucked up things in the name of my beliefs, but I thought I was doing the right thing. When I talk about how conservative Christians are harming people, I am also talking about my past self. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, I am. And it's, it's like, yeah, we'll call it out and say this is harmful, but it's also like, I will meet anyone with compassion who wants to stop being harmful. Yeah, if, you know? you, if you are open to it, which is hard to be, but if you yeah. are, like, we've been there. Yeah. And you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. tough, but you can do it. I mean, it's why Dan and I bonded so quickly, honestly. Yeah. Um, we both realized we had experienced this, like, similar thing of, like, Oh, yeah, I learned that I was so wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm trying to be a better person. And that sucks. And I think the older you get, it sucks even more because, like, I've spent so much of my life doing this. Yeah. Especially if you know someone who's like that and they were born into it. Like, they really had no choice. They had no choice. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a tremendously unique individual to break out of that, honestly. And, 
especially as a kid. Like, I know people who grew up knowing they weren't religious from as since they were a kid, and I'm like, I don't know how you yeah. could do that. Like, yeah. if my parents were telling me what to believe as a kid, I believed them. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, most kids do, unless yeah. your parents give you, like, a like a reason to not trust them. Yeah. And even you're that, gonna trust your parents because you're a kid and they know yeah. more stuff about the it's, world than you. It's your biology to trust your parents. Like yeah. even if they give you reasons not to, you'll still trust them. Yeah. And and I I think, you know, there's um it's important to remember like this podcast <laughs> is funny. Yeah. And we don't talk about serious shit <laughs> a lot. And it, but it is, like, necessary to recognize the duality of, like, I'm calling out hateful people, yeah. and they are doing harmful, hateful things, and they deserve to be called out for doing mm-hmm. harm to me and lots Others, of other people. Yeah. And also, I've been there, and I recognize it's really hard for them to change and I and recognize I have, they may think they're doing a good thing. Yeah, I yeah. recognize that often they do think they're go- doing a good thing. And I have empathy for that. And also they deserve to be called out. Yeah. So those yeah. are both true. Because that's how you learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, that's how it goes. Those are both true. Yeah. Well, I love you. Everyone, um, please rate and review us. Uh, please leave a review yeah. with some words in it on whatever platform that you're on. Yeah. Would be cool. Yeah. But also just tell, like, a friend. Yeah, a like person. friend. A single person. Um, and I think, uh, shout out to Sophia, our best fan. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Have we not if you, shouted out to Sophia? Yeah, if you uh, leave a review, we'll shout you out. Yes. Yeah, on the podcast. That sounds good. You'll get airtime, it'll be great. But also... <laughs> Sophia, you the best. Sophia, you rock, yeah. You're a living... <laughs> Always tweeting about this yeah. show. Sophia 100%. is a living, breathing, walking, talking, five-star rate and review. <laughs> MVP. MVP. Okay, bye, you guys. Bye, everybody. See you.